Hello, and welcome to the Party Center Speaks podcast. This is the podcast for family entertainment center and event venue owners, operators, managers, and staffers looking to grow their business. Want to learn more about increasing booking parties, improving facility operations, and more? This podcast is for you. My name is Rebecca Toomey, and I'm the Director of Sales, Marketing, and Customer Success here at Party Center Software. In this episode, we're going to read through one of our ebooks titled The PCS Guide to Chargebacks How to Prevent, Avoid, and Fight Chargebacks. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this audio version. Introduction. Difficulties with customers are never fun. And this is especially true when it comes to chargebacks. As a business owner, chargebacks can be a huge headache. In fact, three out of four chargebacks are usually lost due to a lack of sufficient evidence, like copies of IDs with signed agreement of payment. The good news is, There are processes and procedures you can put in place to help avoid situations where a chargeback might occur. In this resource, we'll explore more on how to prevent, avoid, and fight a chargeback at your facility. Please be sure to subscribe to our blog for more great content, follow us on social, and join the PCS community group on Facebook. Let's grow together. What is a chargeback? A chargeback or a payment dispute is when a cardholder questions a transaction and makes a request to reverse it with their issuing bank. The option to dispute a payment is intended to protect consumers against unauthorized transactions. It certainly comes in handy in fraud situations like credit card theft, but it can also become a big roadblock or problem for your business. There are several chargeback types, causes, or reasons. Chapter 1. Chargeback Reasons and Prevention Tips When a chargeback is initiated, a chargeback reason is stated. Chargeback Reason Fraudulent Transactions If you've ever seen a charge on your credit card statement that you didn't recognize, this chargeback reason might sound familiar. The reason is cited in situations where a cardholder does not recognize a transaction and decides to file a dispute. It can also include actual fraud, a stolen credit card, friendly fraud, a family member using a credit card without permission, scam artists, and more. As an FEC owner, it's important to do what you can to try to protect your business from fraudulent transactions. While you can avoid every possible scenario, there are a few things you can do to spot fraud and stop a potential chargeback. Require name matching. If a customer is booking a birthday party, consider requiring a name match across the contract and credit card. Customers requesting to pay with a credit card that does not have their name on it is a red flag and could result in a chargeback. Save the risk of potential financial loss and avoid taking any credit card without proof of identification. To protect yourself in transactions like online deposits, Require a name match on the contract and credit card, along with an address and a zip code match. When the customer visits your facility, ask them to use the same credit card they used online and be sure to have them insert it into your EMV chip reader. To add an additional level of protection, consider snapping a photo of their driver's license. 
Next, train your staff to spot fraudulent behavior. Fraud can happen at any time, and it often takes a keen eye to spot it. Training your staff on how to spot potential fraud is key to helping protect your business. What are some things your staff can watch out for? Excitement to book a party followed by the person using multiple credit cards. Can you split this between these three cards, please? This might seem like a simple request. You might even feel like you're doing your customer a favor, but this move could end up resulting in a lost chargeback. In order to win a chargeback, you will need to have sufficient evidence that both of these parties were involved, including copies of photo IDs for both people and a signed agreement of financial responsibility. Hesitation is followed by the person using a credit card with someone else's name on it during an over-the-phone transaction. This one might seem obvious, but it happens frequently. Your FEC is packed and someone calls in to book a party. Your staff member is excited to snag this $500 party plus food add-ons and they're busy selecting options on the screen. The next thing they know, they're typing in a credit card number followed by a different name than the name making the reservation. Oh, it's my mom's card. She's paying for the party. Watch out. This has the potential to be a future chargeback. Consider instituting a rule that the reservation and card need to match. Or if you allow this, require employees to make a note on the reservation about this fact. When the party comes in for their reservation, you may want to refund the original deposit and recharge the full amount to the present credit card to match the card with the customer's ID. A transaction's taking place, but something seems off. Your staff member asks the customer to insert their EMV chip into the reader. Instead, they start shifting around with the machine and you realize they're typing in the card number. You ask why and they say the EMV doesn't work. Be careful, something might be off. In this situation, coach your staff members to state that you have a policy requiring ID for any non-EMV transactions. Chargeback reason, credit refund not processed. Sometimes customers are quick to jump the gun. You both agree that they will receive a refund, but they don't see the refund immediately, so they decide to process a chargeback to get their money back. In situations like this, be cautious not to provide another refund until your case has been reviewed to avoid duplicate refund. Tips to avoid potential refund-based chargebacks. Communicate clearly. This chargeback reason is often the easiest one to solve as it is simply a result of a misunderstanding about the refund process. To avoid this in the future, be clear about how the refund will work. Susan, I'm refunding your party deposit in the amount of $150 right now. Please know that it could take anywhere from 7 to 15 days to appear back in your account. If you have any issues at all, please call me first. Chargeback reason, dissatisfaction with service provided. This chargeback reason is a very tough one in the family entertainment center industry, with party transactions being so large. If a guest decides that they were not satisfied with the services you provided, or they felt that you did not provide the services you promised, they might file a dispute against the transaction. Why might a guest be dissatisfied? This is an unanswerable question, as the reasons are endless. Your guests might have felt like they were ignored by your staff. Their food might have arrived late, or it was too cold. An altercation might have taken place. The guest of honor might have had an allergic reaction to something. The list can go on and on. However, your staff and party hosts must be present and exercise awareness 
during the entire party process to avoid these types of situations from happening. The best way to avoid a chargeback is to handle any potential problems at the moment. Offering a new pizza, a complimentary game card, pitcher of soda, or a simple apology can go a long way. Chargeback reason, pricing issue or shipping slash delivery error. Mistakes happen, and sometimes customers are mistakenly overcharged. If you offer shipping or delivery services, you might also experience this reason for chargebacks. If a pricing issue is the reason your customer is charging back, do some quick digging to ensure that everything is correct. You'll also want to make sure that you did not already provide a refund. Sometimes customers jump the gun and report a chargeback while simultaneously communicating about the refund with you. If a customer was mistakenly overcharged for an item, this can also be a simple fix. Remember to always refund the original payment form, never in cash. If they say the card is no longer valid, still refund it to that card. This is a trick that people, sometimes scammers, often use, getting it refunded to a different card and then charging it back on the original card. Chargeback reason, business name not recognized. Have you ever looked at your recent credit card statement and noticed a purchase by XYZ Incorporated or something that looked off? Sometimes a business name appears strange on a bank statement. Because of this, you might see this as a reason code on a chargeback from a customer. This is often just a simple misunderstanding and once the information has been clarified, the case may be closed and everyone can move forward. In these cases, call the customer and see if you can get them to drop the dispute. Chapter two, what are chargeback reason codes? To recap, chargeback reasons are the causes associated with a transaction being charged back. And while chargeback reasons are helpful, it can be tough to encapsulate every single chargeback situation in a simple description. To help clarify descriptions, each credit card company has developed its own list of chargeback reason codes to indicate the specific reason why a cardholder has initiated a chargeback dispute. Included in the ebook version of this resource are links to a comprehensive list of chargeback reason codes for major credit cards with descriptions. For example, American Express, MasterCard, Vista. Be sure to check the resource for those direct links. Chapter three, how does the chargeback process work? Now that you're familiar with what a chargeback is and some of the reasons why they're initiated, Let's explore how the chargeback process works in the event that you receive a dispute from a customer. Number one, a transaction occurs. First, your customer would have completed a transaction. This might have taken place online, over the phone, or in person at your facility. A customer has up to 120 days from the date of the transaction to file a chargeback. Number two, the customer initiates a chargeback. The money is moved from the merchant's account and credited back to the customer, potentially temporarily. After seeing a fraudulent transaction or other chargeback reason type, the customer initiates a dispute with the issuing bank of their credit card. Once this chargeback is initiated, the funds are removed from the merchant's bank account and are given back to the customer the day they file the dispute. This fund reversal can be temporary or permanent depending on the results of the dispute. Number three, the customer's bank, the cardholder's issuing bank, reaches out to the merchant's bank, example, party center pay, requesting information slash evidence 
about the transaction. The issuing bank will now seek further information from the merchant. They will provide the reason for the dispute and will request evidence to clear the case. They will also provide a date that all information must be submitted. Please keep in mind that the person reviewing your case knows nothing about your facility or your policies. So it is important that you present your case in a clear, organized manner, highlighting the important points that address the chargeback reason. Since all evidence must be submitted together at one time, we recommend creating a multi-page PDF file with your documentation. Additional evidence cannot be submitted later, so it's critical that all information is collected at once. Number four, the information is submitted and the cardholder's issuing bank reviews the information. Once the merchant submits evidence to the cardholder's issuing bank, they will then review the evidence. It is very important to understand that the issuing bank is the decision maker in this process and that in certain cases such as fraud, evidence from the merchant may not help the issuing bank. They may still rule in favor of the cardholder. Number five, a decision is made and all parties are informed. It's decision time. The issuing bank will notify all parties of the results. If a merchant wins the case, they will receive a credit back. If the merchant loses the case, the transaction will not be refunded. Number six, optional, the case escalates to arbitration. In some cases, a merchant will be allowed to take the case a step further to arbitration. It is important to note that not all cases will have this option. In cases that do, the merchant must weigh the pros and cons of arbitration, as there is the potential for additional costs and legal fees if the case results are not in the merchant's favor. Again, the final decision is made by the cardholder's issuing bank. Chapter four, what can I do to avoid chargebacks? With the average win rate of a chargeback at around 27%, it is wise to focus some energy on avoiding chargebacks before they ever occur. The best way to do this is to think through your sales process and consider each touch point. If you accept payment over the phone, over the internet, and in person, you'll need to set up specific instructions for your staff to follow in each scenario. Over the phone transactions, over the internet transactions, and in-person transactions. Avoiding chargebacks over the phone. While likely the least common of the three types of transactions, this one is most important to highlight as it has a very high potential for fraud. With over the phone transactions, it is critical that you collect detailed information from the customer, full name, address, phone number, email address, and any other information that you already require is a good place to start. When it comes time for the customer to share payment information, make sure the credit card matches the information the customer provided. Once this transaction has been completed, it is critical that you send a receipt to the customer's email address immediately. If you are a Party Center software customer and send a receipt to the customer through PCS, this receipt will appear in the customer's log history. In the event that you do experience a chargeback, this information is something that you would provide to show evidence of the transaction and that the customer was involved in the transaction. To avoid potential issues altogether, we recommend using the Party Center Software Secure Payment Link. 
avoiding chargebacks, a note on voice or call recording. It is worth noting that while video and audio recordings are not permitted during a chargeback dispute, it is sometimes accepted in citations that escalate to arbitration. Beyond that, audio recording can be a tool to help you as a business owner. You might discover by listening back to the audio that your staff member accepted a credit card from someone other than the person booking and attending a party. You can use this as a learning opportunity for your staff and it will also help you to understand what to avoid in the future. If you're a party center software and party center pay customer, we recommend using the secure payment link feature. With this feature enabled, you can email a secure payment link to the customer and allow them to pay through that link online. This will help with any potential issues that might arise from taking a payment over the phone. Avoiding chargebacks, a note on voice or call recording. Payments taken online are more secure than those taken over the phone, especially when AVS and CVV are both activated at the checkout point. AVS or address verification system checks to see if the billing address matches the address on file with the cardholder's credit card company. For an additional layer of security, you also have the option to require the customer to add their phone number as part of the verification process. If either of these checkpoints is incorrect, the transaction will fail, which can help prevent potentially fraudulent behavior. CVV or credit verification value is a security feature that's intended to prove that a card is actually on hand when a purchase is made. The CVV, also CVD and CVV2, is represented as a three or four digit number on the back or front of the card. Visa, MasterCard and Discover have a three digit number on the back of the card. And American Express has a four digit number on the front of the card. There is an additional layer of security feature that the CVV offers. The CVV number cannot be stored in a database after it has been authenticated. That way, if a database with transactions is ever breached, the CVV will be protected. If a thief tries to use a stolen credit card and your site has CVV activated, it could prevent a potentially fraudulent transaction from occurring. Avoid chargebacks over the internet. If you do have guests that require to book parties and events or make other purchases over the phone, you might consider coaching them on how to make that purchase online. Having the guest purchased over the internet will provide a few more checks and balances during the checkout process, especially when AVS is activated. To protect yourself further, consider taking a small deposit online and charging the remaining balance in person the day of the event using an EMV device. Some merchants ask the customer to use the same card that they used to make the online deposit to create an additional layer of potential protection against fraud. Avoiding chargebacks in person. While in-person transactions are typically the safest option, there is certainly room for potential fraud and other scenarios that might cause a chargeback. Stolen or borrowed credit cards are certainly one of the biggest things to look for. Protect yourself by only allowing the use of your EMV device. Have customers insert their card rather than swiping or typing in the credit card number. Consider asking for ID and even making a copy of their ID, especially if the card they're using does not have their name on it. However, we recommend avoiding this practice of taking any card that does not belong to the cardholder. Review the party order total with your customer and get a signature on the order. Anything you can do to create a history of purchase with your customer that aligns with their identity will help strengthen your business. Chapter 5. 
What can I do to fight a chargeback? The most important thing you can do to help fight a chargeback is to first decide to dispute it. Before you get to work collecting evidence, pick up the phone and call your customer to see if you can resolve the issue. In some situations, a simple mistake was made and the customer may drop the dispute. Do not provide a refund to the customer during this time. Chargeback disputes must be settled appropriately to avoid any potential additional fees or confusion. If the issue cannot be resolved on the phone with the customer and they do not agree to drop the dispute, get to work as quickly as you can and collect the requested evidence for the specific case at hand. You will be notified of the date that the evidence must be submitted. Adhere to this, gather the evidence quickly and create one PDF file. That includes all the details of your argument. On page one, explain in words the situation from your perspective. Keep it factual and avoid storytelling. Simple facts such as customer booked party online on 5-2-21 and paid a deposit in the amount of $50 on card ending in 1234. On the day of the party, the customer paid the remaining balance of 525 using the same card ending in 1234 in the EMV chip reader. Then include all pieces of evidence the customer's deposit receipt, the transaction log with the customer, the day of receipt, copy of the ID, etc. Consider using the highlighter tool to highlight critical details. Remember, you only have one opportunity to fight a typical chargeback, so make sure your evidence is compelling and that nothing is left out. Chapter 6, How to Provide Evidence for a Chargeback As previously mentioned, there are many reasons a chargeback may be initiated. Each chargeback reason may require different proof that the service or product was provided and or agreed upon by the customer. If you are a Party Center software customer, please reach out to your customer success manager for more information on how to compile evidence from Party Center software and how to organize your evidence for submission to fight a chargeback. Remember, all of your evidence must be submitted in one PDF document. Therefore, you will need tools to take screenshots, highlight important pieces of information, and organize it all into one PDF document. To do this, we recommend the following. Native screenshots using Mac. If you have a Mac, you can utilize the native screenshot option. To take a screenshot of the entire screen, hold down Command, then hold down Shift, then hit the number 3. Your screenshot will be saved to your desktop unless you set them up to filter to a different folder. If you'd like to take a screenshot of a specific area, hold down Command, then hold down Shift, then hit the number 4. A crop tool will appear and allow you to draw a box around the area that you'd like to capture. To add highlights to a specific area, circle the information or write on the screenshot. Simply click on the screenshot when it appears in the corner of your screen after taking the initial screenshot. This will bring you into the editor tool where you can select various options for highlighting or marking up your document. Screen Presso for screenshots. If you do not have a way to easily take screenshots, we recommend a free software called Screen Presso. It's simple to download and keep track of the images you capture. Once a screenshot is taken, you can highlight important information on the screenshot and then save it as an image. Check out the ScreenPresso Help Center to learn more about using the software. Microsoft Word or Google Docs for PDF files. Microsoft Word and Google Docs both allow you to save files as PDFs. Add all of your highlighted screenshots from ScreenPresso along with an explanation of what each screenshot is providing evidence of. You will then be able to save your document as a PDF for submission. 
After you have gathered all of the above information that is relevant to your chargeback, upload these images into either Microsoft Word or Google Docs. Describe what each image is providing evidence of and save your document as a PDF. Remember, if you're a Party Center software customer, please be sure to contact us for more information on what evidence to compile from Party Center software and how to submit your evidence. Chapter 7, Frequently Asked Questions. Does my booking policy protect me from chargebacks? Answer, not necessarily. While having a policy helps, every chargeback is different and nothing can protect a business 100%, even a policy. We highly recommend meeting with your lawyer to review all terms and agreements, including your digital waivers. How long does a chargeback process take? Answer, while cardholders have a 120-day chargeback filing window after the date of their process transaction, the investigation process typically takes between 30 and 90 days for a decision to be made. Why did I lose my chargeback? Answer, there are many factors that banking institutions consider when chargebacks take place. If you'd like to learn more about your situation, simply request more information from our team by submitting a ticket or contacting us by phone. If you feel the result is inaccurate or that the customer's bank missed something, you might be given the opportunity to take the case to arbitration and fight it further. Please note that if you choose this option and the case is not ruled in your favor, you will be required to pay arbitration fees. How can I keep track of chargebacks? Answer, if you're a PCS customer, you can keep track of your chargebacks in your PCPay Merchant Track portal. Contact us for more information. Conclusion, it's our hope that this guide will help you prevent, avoid, and fight chargebacks should one occur at your facility. Remember, preparation and documentation are key. Follow the steps in this guide to protect your business and let us know if you have any questions. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you have any feedback or have any topics you'd like us to discuss, be sure to email marketing at partycentersoftware.com. This podcast is a weekly podcast, so you can expect new episodes every Thursday. Party Center Speaks is powered by Party Center Software. We are a facility management tool that helps family entertainment centers and event venues book more parties and manage their facilities. We also offer marketing services, such as custom website design and marketing automations to help you expand your reach and grow traffic. If you'd like to know more about us, head over to partycentersoftware.com and be sure to give us a follow on social media at Party Center Software on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, LinkedIn, and at Party Center SOFT on Twitter. Until next time, thanks for listening.